Welcome to season three of the Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast. We are all about supporting the health and fitness of family caregivers and anyone else who wants to live better and stronger physically and emotionally. This program is a public service media production of GLD Enterprises Communications Limited, with our thanks to our guests and other sponsors who support our mission of improved health. You can learn more and send us your questions or comments by visiting our website, oldnerdinthegym.com, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Old Nerd Fitness. Now let's get started with this episode of Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Julie Barth and Jerry Deer. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Old Nerd in the Gym. I am here with Jerry Deer. Hi, Jerry. Hi, who are you? You didn't say your name. Everybody knows my name. My name is Julie Barth. I'm the producer of Old Nerd in the Gym. And the co-host. Nobody cares who produces. No, they really don't. Oh, I actually am a co-host on this one. You are. You're talking. I forget that We're I get to talk you. today. Yes, we have more than one podcast. I don't podcast. have to write everything down. You don't have to write it all down. Although you will have to write it down and keep me on task here. So yeah, you still have to do the producing. Who's going to keep me on task? I'll see what I can oh, do. We're screwed. No question. <laughs> uh, we're talking to you today. It is uh, a couple of days before Thanksgiving 2021, and we're just um, thinking a little bit about gratitude today. So that's going to be what we're talking about. We don't have a special guest. It's just us. Uh, we're going to go back to our old roots for the original old nerd when it was just us talking about various things. So hopefully you'll get something out of this. But we're coming to you from our studio office at the GLD Enterprises Communications. You know, Jerry, I go back to my old roots every six weeks or so, and then I dye them and again. And then you dye them again. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks, an old nerd in the gym. Um, it's not real blonde. Uh, so No, it's real blonde. It's real blonde. It just I just goes, make it blonder. It just goes blonder. Okay. Um, you'll have to look up the picture. It's on the website. Uh, so we're going to talk about gratitude today. So it, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on. You know, our last episode, we talked about, uh, the vaccine and some other things. And we're, we're putting some space between these episodes because so much is going on for one thing for us and for the world. We're socially distancing our we're podcast so- episodes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, we don't want to catch it from one to another is the thing. Um, so the uh, old nerd has changed a lot since we originally started it three years ago. And one of the things that really changed about it is its purpose is really to help you understand things um, that you may not have thought of before. Or we have a purpose? We really do. And do we have a dolphin or just a porpoise? Uh, that's terrible. I haven't even but, gotten um, to the jokes bum. yet. Um, so our whole idea... They don't get better. So our whole idea is to uh, try to help figure out um, some things that are going on in the world and especially for caregivers out there to try and take care of themselves and their, uh, the person that they're in charge of, those things have changed a lot in the last couple of years. Um, but you know, for all the bad stuff, there's still plenty of things to be grateful for. And I wrote an article a while ago before we get into this too deeply. I wrote an article several years ago that was, uh, it was titled, can there be gratitude without God? And the whole idea was that you don't have to be religious to be grateful. You don't have to be um, anything but kind to other people. That's pretty much what it comes down to. And someone somewhere has been kind to you for whatever reason, and your idea of paying it back has to be whatever measure you think that is. And gratitude is not about paying back most of the time. It's about paying forward, paying it forward, about being appreciative for the things that you have, um, and for the, the fact that things could always be worse. I mean, I realize that sounds silly and it's kind of trite, but it really does mean that. But before we get into the heavy-hitting stuff, I have some dad jokes. As usual. Are you ready for them? Never <clears throat> am I ready for Can your Can I do the Grateful jokes. Dead joke? 
You can do whatever jokes you like. All right. I have editing processes to take <laughs> them away if I don't oh, like them. Oh, forget it then. No. Delete. I Backspace. Am, I, here's things. Here's <laughs> gratitude jokes or jokes about gratitude. Okay. So I am so grateful to the teacher who defined the word plethora for me. Really? What is plethora? It means a lot. <laughs> um, Do it again. No. Uh, I am very grateful that somebody invented window blinds. Why are you grateful for window blinds? Otherwise, it would be curtains for all of us. Oh, no. Curses. Curtains. curtains. <laughs> Wait, there was a thing that went before curtains. Curses is different. It's curtains for the bad boy. Yes. Sounds like Batman. Oh, oh, you can do, you've got this one. I've got this one. Yeah, I think this is, you can relate to this one. Thank you, student loans. I'm so grateful for your help in getting me through college. I don't think I can ever pay you back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. But if the Biden administration has their way, you won't have to pay anything ever. Okay, other parts to cut from the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, I'm all for it. Let's do that. Uh, Let's see. Um, Old nerd remains political. It Unpo- remains political? It remains politically inert. Uh, inert was what I was Inert? <laughs> There's been a lot of chemistry homework I, at our I house lately. I like being inert. I like being a nerd. I mean, not inert. Inert? Inert is not good. No. I, neutral is fine, but not inert. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes after a long day, I get pretty inert laying flat on the couch. <laughs> so we're talking about gratitude here. So um, there's a, a lot of aspects about gratitude that we don't think about very often. And I think, you know, at, at Thanksgiving, you know, I don't know when you're going to listen to this or, or, you know, what official day we get it posted. The weekend of Thanksgiving is when this is supposed to have come out. So if you're listening to it, then that's great. Um, it really comes around the idea with, there's a lot of, uh, worry about managed healthcare. There's a lot of worry about, uh, the COVID va- vaccines, there's a lot of worry about um, people not taking the vaccine or people getting sick from it and all these other things. A lot of misinformation. There's a lot of stuff going on. But I think um, caregivers are used to worrying about everything anyway. Well, that's what that's where I was headed with this is that I think that one of the things that I always struggled with as a caregiver was, you know, there were times that I remember and I think about this now. I actually sort of programmed my brain to look out for those things that later on I will be I would be grateful for that I had. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there was one time I remember a story, um, that I tell people is uh, my mom, as her Alzheimer's progressed, she got pretty bad and she would not, she couldn't eat for herself and she didn't walk around and she didn't initiate conversation or anything like that. So when you hand her a spoon or something, she would just kind of look at it and put it down. She didn't know what it was for anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but one day this was a couple years into her, her like full-time care, I'm sitting with her. She's in her wheelchair and we would move her from the wheelchair to the bed, to the couch, give her, you know, different places to sit. So she's not always sitting in a wheelchair. Or something. And this was at home. This was at home. Yes. Okay. We had her at home and, uh, I was sitting there with her and I would feed her these, um, yogurt cups mm-hmm. and there was, uh, I was, there was just an afternoon snack thing and I was giving her the yogurt cup. And she reached for it. She didn't say anything. She looked down and she reached for it. Oh. And I handed her the cup and she took the spoon in the cup and she finished the yogurt cup. Was that after the first bite or before? A couple in. So she was like, oh, that was good. And she must have liked it, but she took it away from me. Really? That was the, the only time That's during amazing. the time we were caring for her full time and the last time. 
that I saw her actually eat for herself. It was particularly tasty that day. It must have been. I don't she know. She was like her, strawberry. Her I'm mind, down. Yeah, her mind was in the right place, and all That's the puzzle amazing. pieces were working together. You know, and and I describe yeah. Alzheimer's as being a little bit like a an etch a sketch that you shook up after you knew what the drawing was. You know what it reminds me of the <clears> idea. Um, for some reason, it hit me the other day. You know those really terribly inefficient shake machines you could buy for, but it was just like a little tiny fan blender like the personal blenders well, that's pretty much all they are it's yeah. every shake machine is that it's just right. a little but you know the little cheesy plastic ones yeah i feel like your brain is in there and it's kind of gets pushed well, on turned on every you know once in a while. and and you so you have to be grateful for those moments and that was a really big one for me because it was the last time that i remember that happening and um it was really, this month I thought about it a lot. I didn't do an old nerd about this, but uh, she's been gone 10 years as of November 11th. And it was, that's one of those moments that I was really grateful for because I was there with her by myself. Nobody else saw it. I took a picture of it with my old phone that I had at the time. Sometimes I think it's better when it's quiet and there's not a whole bunch of people around your bed. I, I guess I just wish other people could have seen it because it was a big deal to all of us who were taking care of her. And it was just like the fact that you could be there for that last little thing that we didn't know that was the last thing, obviously, but See, I figured I, it was. I feel like I'm the opposite direction. I would prefer that. I had stuff of my own with her. It'd be quiet. So I didn't have any of that. But she was, I remember very distinctly she was watching. Um, the other thing that I, I'm grateful for those times is I w- she would watch uh, Curious George on PBS in the afternoons. And that would get her attention. Mm-hmm. And she, early on, she would touch my arm. I was sitting on the chair next to her bed usually, and uh, we had the the bedroom or the um, the hospital bed in their living room it was kind of converted into a visiting area in a hospital room, and the TV was you know within her eye shot, and she would sit there and watch the cartoons or whatever we put on, and and she she would take touch my arm and she said, "He's a monkey," mm-hmm. and then later on she would touch my arm and she would say, "He's gonna get it." <laughs> you know, like, so she was something was, she was very engaged with she was engaged with the monkey i've always been very engaged with curious George. curious George does that you know it's like really great you're not going to learn anything yeah, from that's it. that's an interesting but... study to be said about the uh what can curious george do for... no no i was just thinking the preschool <laughs> shows are designed to be simple and perhaps very colorful and very active perhaps that activates a portion of your brain differently maybe because Alzheimer's. she she would watch that she would wa- i mean there were a couple things Alzheimer's. but i was i was very grateful to get those times but you know when we're we're talking about this there's a lot of research about gratitude and how gratitude results in a well-functioning person somebody who's you know, I- I gotta say, I, I never thought of gratitude as being associated with religion until you just said that a few minutes ago. It's primarily associated with religion. I don't yeah. feel that way. That's very in common. my own experience. Well, you'd have to have a base in religion. If you are religious, you know, we're not knocking that. That's that's your thing. If it works for you, that's great. I think it's just that uh, the idea that we can't be, we can't be religious. I'm sorry, we can't, can't be, be grateful and be and not be religious is kind of silly, mm-hmm. because you know, to me. I'm grateful for the situation in general. I don't, I tend to trace back the circumstances with the people who are responsible for it. I don't give it to a supernatural yeah. being. That's just how well, I, I think work. But a gratitude for being more, um, just as a, a give and take between two people. Like, you know, you're thankful. I think it's just and, give though. 
I don't think it's, there should be a take. That's involved true. You in do there. get more when you I, give. I think it's more about what can you what can you do for somebody, and because you know they say what goes around comes around. They say, mm-hmm. you know, in my business group, we we say it's givers gain. You do something for somebody, they're going to do something for you, and you shouldn't expect that. No, I, no. I think that's a, a natural progression. If you're if you're helpful to people somewhere somehow, somebody's going to be helpful to you. I think it's just because your nature attracts that. I don't think there's anything supernatural about it. Well, and I think that there 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 are, there are theories that things come back to you threefold in some in some spiritualities, and that there's karma in other spiritualities. And I think almost every spiritual concept everybody has, has gratitude. Yeah, everybody has and something. um. Well, just a consequence of you being nice to someone is a good thing to do. I mean, that doesn't sound religious to me at all. Just be a nice person. And <laughs> and what is that? I Why, mean, what does it cost you? You're the you're the psychologist. I mean, tell me about. Technically, I'm not allowed to call myself. Well, I mean, you you you've studied it. You your degree yeah. is in psychology. What does it do to people? I mean, are people in better psychological state state because they're they have a gratitude? I think component. it takes you outside of yourself to do something for someone else. So um, being thankful and grateful, I think that just opens your heart up in a way, you know, like these are not the psychological terms, obviously, but um, being generous can't be anything but a positive experience. I know sometimes people are like, I help people and I don't get it back or they burn me and this bad thing happened, that bad thing happened. But I think you can still take something, even if it's a lesson, you get something out of helping people. Sometimes, you know, they may not be as react the way you want them to, to the thing you help them with. But, you know, you could still be positive and help another person. Don't let it turn you against helping people. Is that because it doesn't turn out the way you want? That still goes back to me about the idea of don't expect a return on something, it's not an investment. It's you're investing in an individual, but I don't think it's an investment per se. Well, I think it'll strengthen your, according to uh, Psychology Today, it strengthens your relationships, and is runs deep in evolutionary history, the idea of gratitude. It's an affirmation of goodness and warmth. I think that, you know, if if I use the example I have, and I'll put the link to this to my article in there, but. You know, the way I see it is a little bit different. You know, a practical standpoint says that the concept of intransitive gratitude, which is what's what that's called. Not expecting something back. Yeah, is uh, it falls apart if you take it apart. Like if you go in and really analyze it Mm -hmm. um, and it leaves people to a perception that random chance has some kind of purpose behind it, that when you do something for somebody, you're going to get something back. And they're going to call that supernatural in nature. And then all of a sudden it's akin to religion. You've got all of these now attached to this, but a more tangible and less unbalanced concept of gratitude is preferable in people who want to have it more focused. Most non, the non-believers <laughs> direct their gratitude at those individuals that they consider responsible for the positive event in the, in the person, not, not a God or a spiritual idol of some sort or or even anything else it's it's at the person or people responsible for their situation sometimes that's themselves well and i think the important thing is that giving 
is good for you and the person you're giving to, regardless of your motivation, whether it's spiritual or not spiritual, religious or not religious. It's, it's putting positivity out in the world. That's the way I feel about things a lot is if you put positivity out, you'll get positivity back. I think sometimes that, I think that bugs me sometimes. Why is that? The word positivity, for one thing, makes me want to bust a chair over somebody's face. You like face. to tear apart words for all kinds I, of reasons. Well, don't I tear you? that one apart because I think it's thrown around too much. I think the idea of positivity in the way of the context that it's used is you can't be positive all the time. You can't be glowing and happy. And no, no, and, I'm not saying be perky, no, I get it, perky but newscaster all I day long. That, I'm but, saying, but the problem that I have with it is that you're you're trying to get people to understand. If, if we're talking about gratitude here and, and my thinking is, okay, let me give you an example. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take this example from the piece that I wrote. So a guy named Bob has a great meal at somebody's house one evening, right? He has good food. He really likes it. Whatever. Nice conversation. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm thinking about the food it's, itself. Okay. Uh, Bob is not a religious person, so he wouldn't pray over it, but instead thanks his friends who worked for the money that paid for the food that she then... <coughs> that she then cooked. But from Bob's point of view, there was no deity or other supernatural involvement. Well, no, he's somebody went to the store and bought food, cooked it. And if it, you want to tr- keep tracing and it. And they were being nice on. by offering to invite him over. Right. But keep tracing that back. And this is someone grew the food that went to the you store. You got to go back even further than that. Where did that initial food start? If it was a chicken as a seed, it's, it's been a chicken Mm-hmm. All, you know, going back generations, it's been a chicken, right? It's okay. a chicken that made a chicken that made a chicken. Well, until that made a it chicken. wasn't a chicken anymore and it was my dinner, yes. Well, before <laughs> that, it was chickens, creating chickens. Right. That's how that works. It's okay. biology at that point. But how far back do you go? Do you, the farmer who had the first chicken or the farmer had the... So what you're saying is, is it the first seed that There's a point. blew across the prairie that I'm thankful for? I don't for? think it was a, a seed like that, but... If you're having wheat? I don't think chickens come from... No, no, I'm saying if you're having wheat, do I think... <laughs> Which came first, the chicken I think or the seed? the first seed that blew across... Like, do I think the primordial ooze for coming out of the water for this? Exactly. Thing? Like, where do you stop? <laughs> so, so my thinking is, and some people stop at their god... That's it. Responsible for everything, there it is. And that's cool. If that's your thing, that's great. But if we're, I think gratitude, religious or not, has to be measured and it has to be delivered by the grateful person in his or her own way. If someone's religious, they might pray and thanks. If they're not devout, it might be something more informal. Atheist, why do I need to trace it any farther back? You don't. That's my point. First person. That's my point. You don't really have to. I, I think you could get a little lost in the weeds there if you keep going further and further back. Well, yes, there's a there's a, a video of, a, I believe it's an episode of Portlandia, where they go and trace their dinner back to the farm, and then the, the well, farmer. Well, I think and that's about... The, it's very silly. That's hippies trying to sell you no, organic no. stuff. It, it, it's just, <laughs> it's taking it to an extreme, so you could do the same with this concept. Now, I'm going to take like, this... If I'm going to go, if I eat a piece of chocolate, do I need to go back to Switzerland to think... The chocolatier from, you know, who made it for me? That seems a little bit excessive. Is there gratitude if you don't share it? If I don't share chocolate? <laughs> I never share chocolate. <laughs> I'm she's, grateful she's for tri- you. She's right. Anyone she who knows me knows I will here. not be sharing chocolate. In our office, there's a candy box I on the shelf. I will happily buy your own chocolate bar. You ain't touching no, mine. No. I mean, if you don't tell people <laughs> you're grateful, can you still be grateful? Is it still valid? So you're telling me if I don't 
give the person gratitude out loud. I give you this cup of tea. Well, how would they know I was grateful if I don't tell them? But are you still, though? Is it invalid because you haven't said anything to anybody? Inside, I can be grateful. Can you just not be grateful? But the person, the other person doesn't get the benefit of it. Where does it, what benefit? They feel nice that they did something nice and someone recognizes it. So what are we up to now? So now you're in recognition. Yes. Notification of that recognition of the gratitude becomes a, now it's... But an, isn't this just people bowing back and forth no, and back it's and an, forth? No, it's an echo. It, <laughs> is it's it an, never ending? It's an exercise of ego. Now it's entirely about ego. It's entirely about... Uh, I don't think I agree with that. I, it's got to be. Why do you need that if that's if it's not to puff yourself up? No, no, because I want them to understand that I appreciate them in my life. I don't do that for ego. There's no ego there at all. There may be in a percentage, but it's not the bulk of it. I want people to feel appreciated so that they feel valued. So when I I, I have a Fortune 500 company. I don't say, where is it? <laughs> so say I have this Fortune 500 <laughs> company instead of the Fortune $1.49 company. And it's I have donated half a million dollars to some charity. Mm-hmm. If I don't get a thank you from them, do I care? No. Oh, if I'm like every other Fortune 500 owner, I would care. Because care why do you do it? I because I get to take it off of my taxes. Why? It's not about the taxes <laughs> as much, but why do you do it? I suppose we to work show in this every that day. your company culture gives a crap about other people. It's not the real reason. That sounds great on paper, but that's not the real reason. This could be a 3 2 on profits I thought it was for the discussion, tax, but tax record. Th- that's there too. There's a lot of, you're hitting all the correct answers, so you're saying but, it's but there's a bigger one. Because it makes me feel better about it's, myself. It's no well yeah but it's ego it's about getting that page in their their pamphlet that year that says thank you bob jones incorporated uh, for giving that's all it is that's an oversimplification it is but that's really where it comes down to there they're i will agree with the you there's stuff. a percentage of ego i think that is massive but i don't think that the percentage I think, of ego is there in every person no, ever giving i don't anything. think that's entirely true i, I think, think they some just people give I selflessly think, i think they just refuse to acknowledge it and they, okay they think that it's not really. Let me give you an example then. Then why do they need to be recognized for it? They don't. There's a, here's my question. Doctors Without Borders. Doctors Without Borders is a multi-million dollar corporation. They get paid, yes. It's a it's Do you a think they're paid? Hand, no, the do, individual doctors. No. Do you think they are paid for what they deal with? The danger How and do you the, mean? the situations that they put themselves in. When they could be sitting in a cushy hospital in Pennsylvania. That's no, I don't, I don't have any. So is that motivated by ego? I think it is. Yeah. I think there's some of that that's ego for sure, because it looks good on your resume. You come back get a job in a hospital. They're going to hire you in a heartbeat because you look what you did. But you don't think people are motivated by just wanting to bring, I believe that is entirely true. They are. Yes. But to think that there is absolutely no ego in that is, is nonsense. No, I'm not saying there's no ego, but you're saying it's more than 50% ego. Why do you need to, why do you need to promote it all the time then? Well, I don't know that, that so that people give money. The doctors so they do. Have... A doctor is no problem always telling you, I was oh, with the a doctor. Yes, they have no well, problem. It's an important life experience. Then let it come up naturally. <laughs> let someone else blow your horn. Why do you have to? Well, that brings me to another issue. Shameless self-promotion. No. That's our different podcast. <laughs> this is, goes back to my idea of cyclical gratitude. Like if I, you do something for me, I give you a thank Where you note. Where does it stop? That's what I'm saying. I give you a thank you note. Do you need to give notes. me a thank you note for a thank you note? I've known it's families thank you, that you're where welcome, you don't thank know where you, to you're stop. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. I do know that. It's, the, 
I have been involved with families who did not know where that should yeah. end. It just kept going. And it's just I like, mean, the Dollar Tree is going to be happy about it because I'm going to keep gonna buying thank you notes. Kind of, but, yeah, because it's going to be dollar ones. And you a can't balloon. Afford, or, you, know. you can't afford more than that. So if I buy you lunch and you buy me a cup of coffee, do you then owe me lunch again? Where does it stop? That's what I'm saying. Is there some sort of credit system that's being involved? I think the difference with that is that I think we believe there's a credit system. Or are people just motivated by niceness? You also have to decide where you're standing in the world. Because I genuinely don't expect if I bought someone a cup of coffee that I don't expect one back. Oh, here's a great example. Well, let me get to that in a minute. But let me let me answer your question first. Okay. I think that in our society, American society, I can't speak to everywhere else because I don't know how everybody else does it. I know a little bit about Australia. I know a little bit you're about a little bit others. of the world. Yeah. I don't know much about outside, but I can tell you in the United States of America, mm-hmm. I think we are, I think we are not as grateful as we should be. I think we're grateful for the wrong reasons and we want to be puffed up about it. I think we have a terrible ego problem around here. Well, I think we have a more transactional. It's transactional kindness. Society than some other countries. We, we have a transactional kindness. I, you mentioned Doctors Without Borders. So if I go on if I go on Doctors Without Borders, on their website, there's a donate button. Mm-hmm. And if I hit the donate button, I give them some money. They're going to show me where the money goes. There's a little... I'm looking at it right there's now just to be sure. Okay. No, it's not a map. It's a graph. It's Because oh. there's always... Oh, you mean what percentage? To show to you what? what goes to Got what. It. So 85%, according to this, 85% of their money goes to... Mm-hmm the programs that they do to help people. Well, they put that in existence because people what are taking money and not telling you where it went. Well, that happens a lot. I mean, there's a lot of cancer organizations. Yeah. There's, you know, uh, every disease has a bad player. Mm-hmm. But I don't think these guys are. Don't get me wrong. No, I don't, no, no, I don't think not. Doctors Without Borders is doing that. But 85%, this one says Doctors Without Borders has 85% of their money going to programs. That includes paying their doctors. Mm-hmm. 1% is management and general operation, and 14% is fundraising. Wow, they're incredibly efficient. If they're very, if they're doing that, is admin, that's, admin? Wow. That is fantastic. If they're able to do that, congratulations. <laughs> or they have no admin. But I think, <laughs> now, I don't know the percentage of doctors that are paid versus volunteers or how that works, but mm-hmm. I, there, there's got to be some kind of a stipend or something. I can't imagine you could just go and just go. I don't know how that works. If you know something about Doctors Without Borders, you'd like to come on our podcast and oh, talk I'm very about it. Curious about that it. would be fantastic. If you've ever been a doctor in those organizations or you've, you've seen it firsthand, we'd love to have that you would on. Be great to have Doctors Without Borders. It'd be a good one to stories. talk about. Yeah, but we're just picking on that because we know kind of how it works. So, so the gratitude thing mm-hmm. is to me there is an like I said before, there's an element of ego. There's an element of I want somebody to recognize me for the good I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge in America. So we're shining our own little halos is what you're saying? We really are. To use a religious icon? The people that I see that aren't doing that, um, I'm going to put my parents in that list Mm -hmm. because they didn't do that. No. We had every year, and I should talk about this this year. Maybe we'll do it. Once we get a little closer to Christmas. But they used to do, for many, many years, we had a family Christmas party, and the purpose of it was to raise um, food, uh, donations and clothing donations and toys for a particular family that someone told us was in need. And it didn't go through a church and it didn't go through. Yeah, it some, wasn't an organized it thing. Wasn't, it was you just our family. You guys were just family. doing it from someone locally that you'd heard. And needed, eventually, needed after, help. after a couple of years, people started throwing this people. They would say, hey, did you know about, but we yeah. tried to do it with people who were close by. But we did have a few families who didn't know who we were. Mm-hmm. 
They didn't know why we did so. They just, or they might have known mom or dad or somebody and just said, hey, someone told so us to bring you this. is something where you sign a card and say Merry Christmas? They don't know anything just, about us. We're just, just delivery. just shows up. We were the delivery people. Okay. That's all they knew. And we brought Santa. Mm-hmm. So we were the people who were supposed to bring it because so we had a car big didn't enough. didn't know the food came from. They had from no it. idea where it came from. Okay. Eventually they would learn. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it wasn't because we told them. They learned because this is a very small town and people talk. And they well, were, and after a few And my parents years, were... Yeah. You know, they were very, people were grateful to my parents for helping out. But it was an entire family effort. But there was a time in history where people did that in a small town. On a regular basis. But Every it, day. But, but here's the thing. Now, in order for that to be valid with people, it has to go through some church or some organization. And I hate that. What was it we were just that. talking about today? Historically, there's a, what do they call that? A, a forever gift with the, with the flower and the sugar thing? Yeah. Oh, that's a perpetual in the city of, thing? Uh, the village of Yellow Springs, Ohio. There's a... Mr. Gaunt. Uh, the Gaunt family. Um, um, what do they call that? Uh, it's got a name. Hang on, I can look it up for you. Um, but essentially, the, the way it works is uh, the gentleman's name was Wheeling Gaunt. He was born in 1815 in Kentucky, but he was an African-American uh, born south of the Ohio River. And he came to Yellow Springs. Um, and there's a, a, a sugar and flour donation they were doing to help um, widows and orphans and, you know, all and this. And it's done in, pertu- in perpetuity. Yeah, and it's forever. It, it was set up to do that all the time. Um, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute as soon as, because for whatever reason, the information is not coming up. Um, but the idea is that there was, like this year, they, they did a statue to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he ever expected that. He was, he bought his own freedom. So what, this, this person, Mr. Wheeling Gaunt, do mm-hmm. you think there was a sudden element of ego to him wanting to give sugar and flour? Or do you think no, he was just I don't trying think to feed that, people? I think he was just trying to feed people because he came from slavery. Mm-hmm. And I think the part, that is what makes us different. See, that I think is an important point to make. That is what makes us different When people now. have known hunger... Yes, and that's where my parents... And they grow up and make something of themselves, this as is, they say. This is where my parents' stuff came from. When my when my brother and sister were very, very young, they were really struggling. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the Scouts, the Boy Scout group that my brother was involved in, brought them food and, and gifts one year, and that changed my mother's mind about everything. Mm-hmm. I think that started her... So I think that the perspective is important to so say. they did that all the time. It's just by the time we got to the parties... Mm-hmm. where we had all this resource and put everybody in the room and said, hey, we need to find this stuff and, and help these families. Uh, I wrote a story about the first time because it was such a big deal that it literally... Bequest, that's the word. Uh, yes, the bequest. That the, you're talking about the wheeling gun. Yes, thing. annual flugger um, and shower. Yeah, so they... Flugger and shower, yes. There was a lot or that flower was, and sugar. There was a, <laughs> there was a lot that was going on, um, and, and now there's a statue to him in downtown. They just unveiled it in October. Uh, but there are a lot of people like that. And uh, so I'm not saying that doesn't exist. I mm-hmm. think that's, but I think that also comes from a, like you said, it comes from a shared history of something <laughs> where they know what that's like. Right. And um, they don't want anyone to have to go through yeah, the hard and, time. And even we didn't have a lot. Mm-hmm. And my parents always found a way to help other people. And, but our house was, and here's my thing. Our house, our situation was always stable first. Mm-hmm. 
I see a lot of people who, especially, you know, and I'm, I'm going to pick on the, the religious folks here for a minute because I see a lot of older people, people in precarious financial positions who are encouraged by the church to give, 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 give. And, and I'm not picking on any on... one church. They all do this. Yeah. And it, it, church, synagogue, whoever it is, whatever your religion, somebody's asking you to give money. Well, the idea that a certain percentage, even if you can't buy your own bills, is a bit silly. It is ridiculous. You need to cover your own stuff first. Take care of yourself. Be grateful. Well, and if anyone for knew that. that, I would think that they would tell them not they to don't. do it. They don't say. Everybody knows. I mean, you're in a sm- especially a small town church like that. People know. And I'm gonna, yeah. I think the religious thing comes from being in history that. Well, the church was the Churches center. Churches were the center. That's what yeah, I was going to say. The, the church center. was the center of the village. That's where everyone gathered. So, if you're going to be grateful for things, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna have gratitude, I think that the place to come from gratitude is is not just. Oh, I was going to tell you the story. This has to do with this. Okay. Uh, yesterday, I was running late for everything, and I just needed to. I I just wanted something to eat and something to drink. Yeah. I I went through the McDonald's drive through and got some chicken nuggets and and a smoothie. I just wanted something to hold me over. Right. I have told you before on here, I'm not crazy about fast food. No. But I needed it fast and it was food. So yes, you needed to load the hump. I needed to load it up. Yeah. So, (laughs) so I'm going through, I pull up to the, the drive through is full and Mm -hmm. it's kind of a wait. I pull up to the drive through and I'm, I get my card out to pay and the lady says, uh, "The lady in, or the car in front of you just paid your bill." Okay. And she's the the young girl who's taking my money. She was about to take my money. She's kind of laughing. She goes, "That's been going on for a while now." Yeah. I said, "Well, tell me what the lady behind me." I looked up in yeah. the mirror. She's the lady behind How me. How much is that? And she told me. I said, "Well, then pay for that one, and we'll just keep it going." Right. She goes, "Okay," and, you know. And it was nobody thought about it. We just kept doing it. Everybody yeah. in line was being told. Now I fully expect. Mm-hmm. That when they got to a person who couldn't afford to pay for somebody behind them, because they they're going to ask how much was it. Right. I hope they're not just going to hand them their card. Be like, here you go, fifty dollars for yeah. an entire Wait, soccer what? team behind yeah, there's me. There's a soccer team in a van back there. You're not going <laughs> to do that. I mean, there's it's four just, guys that play football and eat a cheeseburger. You, you want to you know, help, but an come hour. On, that's bad. Um, <laughs> I hope someone was okay saying I can't really do that because the whole idea is that one of them is not going to be able but to But do you pay. feel like you got guilt? I feel like this time of year, especially people feel, I didn't feel guilted into it. I thought it was kind of cool well, because it was so random. Maybe guilted into it's not a good word, but no, do you I think feel like if you didn't or... have money, you would have felt bad if you couldn't no. continue it? No, no, no. But do you because think other people would? They might, which yeah. is what I'm getting at. Cause you're not. Normal. If you don't, here's my thing. <laughs> well, my thing is though, if I had, if I didn't have money in the first place, I shouldn't be in the drive-through. Right, but maybe I have scraped together two dollars for myself to get a sandwich and to a get drink, a cheeseburger, because and I got to go to work. Yeah, and so that it's that's all, all I'm gonna have that day. It is entirely situational, right? And it's entirely up to and the person. And if the next one's fourteen bucks, you can't do it. You I got had four dollars, and you can't yeah. do the fourteen. I think mine was like. Five dollars, and the one behind me was eleven. Right. What's eleven dollars to me at that point? I've been many times when I didn't have eleven dollars. Yeah. And if someone had paid, there again, you're back to where we were. Yes. You know what it's like to have not had eleven dollars, and I didn't miss it. I didn't miss the other six bucks. Now, if I didn't have the six dollars, or if you happen to need that six dollars until Friday, that's going to be a problem. You know, maybe on Friday I could do it, but not on a Wednesday. But at some point, it would have hit a wall where Mm -hmm. someone didn't have it, and that was why we were all doing it. Right. Nobody even had to talk about it. In fact, the lady in front of me waved at me as she drove off, and I waved back like, yeah, I got it. And, you know, we're, we're all driving right. fairly new vehicles. You know, mine's probably the oldest one in line at that point. Mm-hmm. But they look nice. You know, they don't yeah. look old or anything. 
and people looked like there they aren't were, any pieces falling off. No, this isn't like you know you're driving a, a '73 Dodge Duster and it's <laughs> you know held together with duct tape and chicken wire. And having driven a vehicle where you had a rope from the outside to I've the inside had that too. because the handle it was just a problem with certain vehicles. The handles would come off, <laughs> and the inside would pulling work a little too fine. hard on those doors. No, are we? no, no. It was Mine was windshield wipers. We had a string that went back and forth no. to get home one night. Yeah, that's hilarious. One time, not all oh no like, no, it, like for it a while. stuck like that for a bit. <laughs> it's darn clever uh, though. The old in, uh, international trucks if you've that we used. ever MacGyvered your car into working, we'll, we'll start another, a different podcast. Another podcast, MacGyvering your life, uh, and then we'll get sued by CBS. We, we can take over for um, the car guys since that one guy passed away. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, <laughs> oh, they're amazing. I don't know that much stuff. So I think the I think that the inevitable part of this is that when you're thinking about what gratitude means. Clearly we have gone way around the barn here because we're talking about so many different options. I think it goes back to the motivation. It does. And I think it's motivation, but it's also, what do you think you're getting out of it? You know, do you have to get something out of it? Regardless of where your gratitude is directed, whether it's Mm -hmm. God, the grocer, a farmer, an employer, being generally appreciative of the goodness in life will never be misplaced, well, even I if it's just within your own I think you're thoughts. neglecting to mention you being grateful to yourself. That was next. Okay. I hadn't got there yet. Uh, um, I jumped ahead. This is part of, this is definitely an old nerd topic, because mm-hmm. when we think about self-care, mm-hmm. self-gratitude is part of that. Yeah. And I think uh, you guys are always, you guys, I'm looking at Julie going, you guys, because my family. Self-gratitude is not going around going, I'm amazing. My family is always after me whenever I say, I didn't do this right or I didn't do that right with regard to my father. And when he passes away on your watch, you look at the world very differently. And there's nothing I could have done about it. I mean, there was well, that was where we were going. So Somebody was watching, at least. But the thing is that the idea that... I am really hard on myself about stuff like that. Instead of saying, you know what? Be glad you were there to do X, Y, Z at all. Mm-hmm. That you had the capacity to do that, the ability to do it, and the people that you were taking care of are the ones that taught you to do that in the first place. Right. And I get that from my parents. I get it from my brother. I got it from my sister. I got it from everybody around me who was that way. Mm-hmm. That's just what you do. Right. Well, so, and we both were raised in a family that's, in families that are quite close, where some people don't even speak to their family except Marave a couple times a year. Holidays. Yeah. And it would be a foreign concept to them to rearrange their entire lives to take care of one of their relatives. So the thing to think about is can you you're gonna have to be grateful to yourself sometimes and be okay with the idea that you are uh, that you are responsible for your own situation. Mm-hmm. You worked hard, you chose the right job, you turn left instead of right you some of it is a little random chance that's how the world works but if you're strategic in your day-to-day life in any capacity any capacity for example i try to plan my day out so that i can i can manage as many things as possible but sometimes it's it's just especially the last several months it's just been completely overwhelming Mm -hmm. we just have so much going on trying to keep our business going, trying to do these things, trying to, you know, just... Well, I'm always very grateful that I can leave early from working here to be able to pick up my son from school. It's your, you know, that's why it's... So that is part of the reason that, you know, it works out for me to be here because I don't have a, you know... set hours. Set schedule that we are able to rearrange our lives for our other things we need to get done. And unfortunately, 
because of my particular chair, I don't get to do that as, as much as you do, but we're still able to figure it out. But we're also it may lucky that, enough to be able to do our jobs from almost anywhere. So if you think about, you know, what, as a caregiver, let's go back to that for a minute. I think mm -hmm. as a caregiver, if you think about what you have to be grateful for, if you have the ability to listen to this podcast, mm -hmm. if you have the resources you need to care for your family member at all, mm -hmm. however small you might think that is, it's a quarter of a step further yeah. than what a lot of people have. Well, and if you didn't have this business, you wouldn't have been able to do the things you were no. able to do. And I had the business because of my dad, because <laughs> of my brother, because of how my family operated. So because see, it all came back around. I was taught to manage my own world. The problem is that when you do that, you give up a lot too. Mm -hmm. That we're, we're grateful for the things we've got, but what you give up is some of the freedom that you might think you have is not really there. It's different. Mm -hmm. So you have to know that you, your personal life can suffer, your free time can suffer, mm -hmm. your whatever, because you're trying to build a business, you're trying to make it go. And especially after COVID, we've all been strapped. We've all been trying to take care of ourselves. Well, and anyone who runs their own business knows there is no end of the day. What I would like is for people, you know, I, I hope if anybody takes this away, I hope nobody thinks that I'm like poo-pooing on their religion. I think that's, I think they need that. If they need that, that's great. But I hope at the end of the day, you give yourself a little credit. Mm -hmm. godly intervention notwithstanding you had to uh, i'm reminded of the the story of the the man who's in the flood and he's on top of the house <coughs> and the the, the oh big this flood, is my favorite joke the big flood is coming and the, and the man's praying and he's praying and he's praying god's gonna save him and then this boat comes up and this guy says and the boat he says come on i'll save you and the guy says nope god's gonna save me so the guy in the boat sails away and then a helicopter shows up Helicopter drops a ladder and says, come on up. <laughs> and uh, the guy says, no, God's going to save me. And then he drowns. Mm -hmm. He gets to the pearly gates, walks up. God's standing there to greet him, you know. And he says, God, what happened? You were, why didn't you save why me? Why didn't you save me? And God says, I sent you a boat and a helicopter. What else did you want me to do? Yeah. You know, if you're too dumb. <laughs> or <laughs> If you can't recognize this is how you help when it arrives. Yes. So being, I frequently feel kind of worried when people are like, the flooding and fires always frightens the hell out of me. Maybe because I don't live in a state where those things happen we don't have regularly. A lot of that here, no, they did. But I don't understand why people won't leave. I understand that your worldly you possessions. Well, it's all been washed away. You don't have any more. Well, I mean, like, what's so important to you that you can't? You're gonna just move, you won't take what you got left. No, I mean, like, while it's happening, they stay in their oh, house and there? they die. Well, no, I kind of understand. I don't that get totally. it. I, I really don't. Um, it's just stuff. People are always, my favorite thing is always being grateful after a storm. Uh, well, you have a lot of experience with that. Being, I do. Being in Xenia, Ohio. But, but I'm, I've been very fortunate. We've never had any real serious damage where I lived. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we live in an area here that is plagued by tornadoes every year. And it's, it's, you know, it's a bad area just because of the, we live in a valley and that's how it works. Mm -hmm. But I think with people... When people are grateful for things like that, they don't they take too much of themselves out of that mixture. You planned ahead. You have a house with a basement. You mm -hmm. had a plan to go where there's a heavy bathtub or whatever you gotta do to make yourself safe. And trying to figure out what you should be grateful for. Mm -hmm. Did you take the job or did you snub it? Mm -hmm. Did you work the extra hours to get the the money that you needed to buy the car that you now have? I mean, right. you did that. Did you work hard to put your life together to a point where you are at this point? Yes, you and that did that. goes back to your Fortune 500 company. It does. Giving money away. How did it get there? 
they worked hard to get there. How'd they get the money? People are always snubbing corporate America, and I, I, I believe there's a reason to do that sometimes. But No, I'm just saying they did work hard to get someone to want to buy whatever it is they're selling. That's right. And it doesn't so, matter what it is or what you think of it. The point is, if they that, want to give part of that back, they don't have to do that. I don't feel like people should be required. I think that I think Microsoft and the Gates Foundation is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. I think they've done a wonderful job of giving back so much of that money that they've earned without over the years. having to have a, a a special on TV about it every time. They don't. They don't need a special. Right. You hardly ever hear about it. Some people have specials on TV every time they give money away. Uh, Not mentioning any names. No, I want to hear a name. Oh, no. Yeah, I do. She has uh, too much power. That's what we're here for. We're talking about <laughs> Oprah? Yeah. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> Oprah can sit down and have a conversation with I me. Gave and I gave money to, a, to, to an African school, so now I have to have a special to and tell you about And then that it. African school was plagued by sexual problems. By, by sexual... Uh, just go look abuses? that up. Because there was sexual abuse. I didn't know that. Yeah, they didn't have a special about that they part. They didn't have a special about that part. And I could be wrong about the timeline, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So... The, well. the problem is, and there is an example of somebody wanting to have their name plastered all over everything. Mm-hmm. If there are a lot of celebrities who do great work and you never hear about it. Right. Because they don't need to tell everybody. Mm-hmm. They're just doing the work. You know? Uh, I don't... I think it's a self-esteem thing. You need to puff yourself it's, up. It's not self-esteem. It's all about ego. I think self-esteem and ego are very different things. Well, they're very tied together. They're tied together, but they're different things. I think ego is all about, look at me, I'm great, I'm amazing. Self-esteem comes from that. Well, because if you have a healthy from ego... from super ego, if you ask Mr. Freud. Well, Mr. Freud was a whack job, so we're not going to get into that. But <laughs> the, the whole concept of needing to promote... Now, let me, let me put on my marketing hat for a second. Okay. If I'm a company and I'm local... Mm-hmm. and I'm giving a big check to the food bank. Mm-hmm. I want a press release about it. What food bank? Any the, food bank. The local food bank? The local food bank. It's all. That's what I mean by being local. Okay. I'm going to give a check to my local food bank. I may want to have a press release about it, but why? To encourage other people to do it. Yes. I don't care whether I get the credit for it. I want to encourage other... I want to start... Because if it was me and it was my money, I would be on the air going, hey, mm-hmm. you guys, I just gave them a 1000 bucks. I want to see all you Annie up with 1200 You know what I've always disliked is when people say things, they are raising awareness for something. Yeah. Are you raising money to alleviate it? What does a raising awareness do? That's a whole it's different podcast. It's not like podcast. people weren't aware... That things exist. We should put that on three. It's two, like one what was it? Fall Fall Prevention Month. Fall prevention. <laughs> fall prevention. People know that older people fall down. Why are we raising? That's for safety. Fall, it was Fall Awareness Month, is what right. it said. It didn't say should prevention. be Fall Prevention Awareness. Yeah, it month, just said, the sign we saw. That's just, another We're not going to say who put that out there. But but raising there awareness, a... like I'm aware of a lot of things. That doesn't mean like. Okay, is there a how gratitude? Are you it? Is there a gratitude component to raising awareness for something? I'm going to use cancer as the best example because cancer always has somebody they're parading around. I'm going to sound very cynical about this because these organizations drive me crazy. Okay. Because they always want to parade around some survivor and say, look what happened. You know what? That isn't what you're supposed to be doing. No. If you're really raising you're money, to be sending for, money research, for research for a cure and not- your CEO is making six or seven figures, shut up and go away because you're full of crap. Oh, I'm yeah. not interested in your nonsense. That, that's going to be a whole nother. That's the other that, podcast. That's the other podcast. <laughs> We're going to talk about nonprofits the on 321 sometimes don't give themselves enough gratitude. No, and that's where part of this comes into play. And they don't play. know how to take 
credit for what they've done. No, I, I'm just trying to say they don't know how right to word. ask for help and say and let be okay with someone else. That's helping about pride. Them. That's not about gratitude. I understand that. That's about pride, and it's about feeling like but you can But the can't, other person just motivated just You have by, to be sitting in that chair to understand what that feels like. I To feel like that. you can't do it, and to know that there, somebody else... But sometimes you just have to understand that people just want to do something for you because they want to, not some, because you're not doing it right. But as a caregiver, you understand there are things that you can't let them do. Because there's, there's, they're not going to be able to do it. You're going to have, there's a, there's a mentality to this. And not everybody's like this, but I can tell you the majority of the ones that I've run into, there's a mentality to this that says, I have to do this myself. Okay. Well, this is something I heard on um, something else I was listening to the other day. There are no other podcasts. There are only it two. It wasn't a podcast. It was the actual radio, <laughs> like broadcast radio. You still do that? Yes. I thought that was only right-wing radical stuff. Oh. Oh, okay. It has two wings. Anyway, and there's and there's 80s music in between. Okay. There is broadcast radio. Anyway, this lady was talking about how her husband had passed away and people wanted to do things for her. And she had to learn to just say to them, like, she had to be able to take that they just wanted to help. And she had to say what she offered as advice to other people who have want to do something for someone who's lost someone. She said, just do what you can do, but make sure it's something that you will do. Yes. Like don't offer something yes. that you're not going to follow through on. I completely agree. So I, I thought that was the greatest way of putting that it. That is a huge piece of it because I think a lot of people offered help, but if you tell them what you really need, right. they're not going to do it. Once you say, yeah, please do that, they're like, oh, but uh, I, I got a, a thing. I need one day off. Yeah. I need a night's sleep. I mm-hmm. need, you know, I could l- give you a list over the last year of dad's life what that was. How many times did you just need half an hour to get your head together? I just needed 30 minutes. I mean, yeah. I really would just, I would get, it's like, you know, when people try to relate that to, to having kids and all that, it's not the same thing. You can't force your father to take a nap. No. You can make the kids take a nap. Yeah. And, but it's a different mentality. And if you're, and you know the other thing I got to throw out here really quick before we we've got to we've got to well, hit the pe- road here. People in a second, underestimate but, the value of just having an hour to take a shower and a nap. But I want you to think about something. This is the week. piece to take away from this because we're gonna have to we're gonna have to cut it off here now. Yeah. So we we really appreciate your time. This is a hard conversation, and we realize that it's a, a big topic. Is gratitude an emotion, or is it a feeling? I don't think it's either. I think it's a noun. And is it, does it make a person feel happier? Does it, is it a dispositional trait? Is it? Dispositional trait. What does that mean? Um, is it something Part that. Of someone's personality? Well, it involves a process. It recognizes hmm. that someone's obtained a positive outcome and then you have uh, an external source for that outcome. Oh, you're saying like uh, almost like a, a learned behavior. Yeah, it's something that you you feel. So I'm I'm grateful. Somebody says thank you. Why does it matter? I get What's endorphins. So I'll do it again. So I want everybody out there think about this. The holidays are coming up. We're gonna do another one of these for the for the holiday season uh, before the end of the year. We'll have that'll give us another episode. So please stay with it. Go back and listen to our old episodes because they're not old. They're timely yes. and they're useful. And send us uh. If you emails know about from, what you're grateful for. Yes. Send us I would emails, love to be able to do a second episode of this with 
with some feedback. Oldnerdinthegym.com. And uh, until then, I'm Jerry Deer, and I'm here with Julie Barth. Say goodbye, Julie. Goodbye, Julie. And we will see you next time on Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast. Our program is produced, engineered, and edited by Julie Barth and directed by Jerry Deer. To learn more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast, contact producer Julie Barth by email at oldnerdfitness at gmail.com. This program is copyright 2021, Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness LLC, and GLD Enterprises Communications Limited. All rights reserved.